Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 81, The Randy Moss, Trey McNinch, Trey McNinch, and Aaron Hernandez episode, and Amani Toomer episode. Uh, I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Better than a dream. All right, winners and losers, we've got a controversial thing going on here. So, for one of the points, we've got a coin flip between me and Dill. Um, oh, wait, I haven't voted yet. Shit. Did the poll end? Polls are over. Uh, oh. Well, the second point, the second one's not over, but it's, there's four minutes left. And so we're calling it now. You can't go vote. You lost, Tucker, by yes, the way. Yes, I can. It's, it's between uh, Cam and, and Dylan, anyways. So, but. No, it's a three way tie. Hold on. Hold on, let me get through it. So first of all, first point is a coin flip, me and Dell. Uh, Dell, since you are remote, I will let you call it. Call it in the air. You ready? Yep. Head. Tails it is. Dill, you know Tails never fails. Well, Come on, Tails. Yeah, Tails. nobody that has ever been out of the screen has ever won. So <laughs> that's interesting. I... I swear to God, I'm not cheating. I swear to God. That's point for me. Second point, however, is an issue. Well, Tucker, you probably just made it more of an issue. Actually, you know what? It's not an issue at all. Here's what's going on. Um, Jacob Munch, faithful listener, at least faithful poll voter, meant to vote for Dylan at uh, B. Instead, he voted for A, which was Cam, on accident. Um, so that'll put Dylan... At leading the poll, if we switch that over, um, which I think is fair, he, he he replied in the mentions. He said, "Hey, I meant to vote for B. Please put a vote onto B." Uh, Cam, any any putting up any fight for that? Yeah, he voted for me. Tell he, him to get rid of his Tourette's or his Parkinson's disease and whatever's <laughs> going on with his fingers there, and click the right button the first time because he voted for me. That's all. Oh, geez. All right. Well, that puts me at seven. That puts Dylan at 11. The hot streak continues for Dill. Oh, so Dylan just wins that. So Dylan just wins I mean, that. I mean, yeah, he, I'm not going to put up a fight. He he got in the mentions and he called it. Do you want a coin flip? I want a coin flip. I'll take it. There's a three-way no, coin flip. Not no, You're not involved, Tucker. Yo, no, it's a three-way tie. But I keep checking it and it's not updating as a three-way tie. I will show you it on my screen right now. If it's the three, I vote. Here's a fair way to do it. I vote me and Cam coin flip to see who coin flips against Dylan. I don't think there should be a coin flip. I think Dylan should win because he no, has no. So votes. Dylan gets the priority of a uh, buy through the first round of coin flips. So but, even, but even if you guys, if it is tied between me, Cam, and Tucker, that. And we take Munch, I would still win. Yeah, Dylan still has Munch's vote. Uh, uh, but he doesn't. There's no vote. That's like that's like if the presidential oh, election after the me. election, a bunch of people were like, "Oops, I accidentally voted Biden. I meant to vote Trump." And then they're like, "Okay, I guess Trump wins the election." Did the opposite happen? But I don't know. I think it is unbelievable. I got the button clicked for me. That's how it works. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It is a three-way tie. Because, look, I've changed my opinion before in my life. Once you click a button, 
it's over. Because, I, I mean, now I, I know you. I know Jacob Munch would never vote for your take because it was very anti. Like your take was just not. He's like a baseball journalist kind of guy, and every baseball journalist ever would disagree with your take. Okay. So I know it was an accident, but I'm a hundred percent on board because it gives me a higher chance to win this. So what are we doing? I vote no coin flip. I vote Dylan wins. I vote coin flip. Cam? Now, here's what I don't... Oh, never mind. So, hold on one sec. Dylan, what do you vote? Am I not winning Man, the feel like I, sh- I feel like I should get... Oh. So, two, two for, two against. We're at a stalemate. The point goes to Dylan. As the poll maker, no, maker, I have, I have no. spoken as the poll maker. That's that. Dylan gets the point. I mean, I'd love to see the point my, to go. My problem is I'm winning. You're not winning. I'm winning the poll. No, no, it's a three-way tie. Which poll are you talking about? The one that Jacob Munch commented on, I am winning. No. I don't see how you're winning. I, I am just three in, people in the with first 29%. I don't see that at all. It do, I don't I think it see, updates no, I'm very not, well. I'm, sorry, I'm not winning. I see me and Dylan uh, tied at 33. Yep, yeah, I don't see says, Tucker's poll, vote. It says poll. It says Tucker, poll. you're out. Tucker, you're out. No, no, you're I'm out. not out. I am not out. Three of the I four know, phones. Wait, wait, wait. I Wait, won. Final results just posted. I won. I won. I, won. I, I told you. I showed me that. Showed me that. Okay, All then right, it should be a coin flip that. between okay. Dylan and Cam. It should be a coin flip between him and Dylan because if the vote switch, Dylan wins by one vote. But he didn't. Nope. And no, so I'm saying it's 50 50. No, if you, if you fl- switch the vote, Dylan and Cam are tied. So we should flip. Now, how do you get that? It's three votes to oh, two oh, votes to oh, two votes to one vote. Back if, to 33. If Cam has three votes. These polls are messed up. Votes, and, it, and that vote switches. Dylan has three votes and Cam has two. All right. So Cam and Dylan flip for it. This is this is addition. <laughs> Cam and Dylan are flipping for it. Cam, you are the underdog. I will let you call it in the air. I'm not going to lose two Ready? heads. Heads it is. <laughs> Dylan, bad luck. So, after all that... I'm just, I'm just saving my luck for this weekend. For the casino. <laughs> after all that... Respect. Cam is at 7, I'm at 7, and Dylan's at 10. And Tucker's at 3. What a, what a Mickey Mouse operation <laughs> we have run. <laughs> these polls. Something's yeah, wrong with these polls. That is ridiculous. Uh, any other winners or losers, anybody? Trey with his... Terrible coin flip. I can't help it, man. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Race it takes. Who's oh, got that one? Cam, was... are you watching the game right now? Am I behind you? Oh. Devin Booker driving up the court. Wait for this ankle breaker that's coming up. Okay. This is not good What's podcast. The... What's the score? Uh, it's 10 minutes left right now on my screen. Oh, you're ahead of me. All right. Go ahead, Trey. Who's got a waste of take? All right, um, I'll go. Slow weekend sports. I came up with a soft one. I was watching a video on YouTube about the 20 
17 Patriots, the team that lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Everybody knows about it. Um, and, you know, we know about the Malcolm Butler sitting out story. Uh, some things you don't think about earlier in that season, Jimmy Garoppolo traded. Um, Alex Guerrero, Brady's little henchman there, kicked out of the team facility. Um, and essentially what happened is, everybody knows, Kraft gave Belichick the order, don't trade Brady, get rid of Garoppolo. And it's led to the situation we're in today. I think it was the right move, but um, yeah. I know Tucker probably disagrees, but I think it was the right move. But uh, my take is that Bill Belichick was so upset at Robert Kraft and Tom Brady, he threw Super Bowl uh, 52. He threw it. He purposely lost it. Um, he wanted to stick it to them, show that it doesn't matter how good Brady goes out and plays. He doesn't win without my coaching. Um, so he threw the game. He's He already had, you know, five rings at the time. And he's like, I'm, I'll get another one. It doesn't really matter that much. And uh, he threw the game. Because the only way that the Eagles should have beat that team is to be outcoached. And they were. I mean, you think about Philly Special, weren't ready for it. You think about um, the way the DBs got torched by the wide receivers, shouldn't have happened. You think about Malcolm Butler, shouldn't have happened. Um, still don't know any real reason why he didn't play. Um, so, yeah, Bill Belichick through that game. Tucker? Um, yeah, a few things. Uh, the pe- People forget they tried to run a Philly special type play with Tom Brady in that game, but Tom had butterfingers and just dropped it. People forget about that. I don't. Um, I, but thought they, I thought they did run like a weird play like that, and it ended up working. No, the Patriots ran Not a weird that play game. like that, but Tom Brady just fumbled it. Oh, just couldn't catch it. It was like a 25, 30-yard pass. I mean, it wasn't that great a pass, but... It, it hit him in the hands. Would we learn growing up? It was up, a right? little high, and he if was a, and he's a quarterback. Hands, catch it. That's what my dad taught me growing up. Wasted take is Tom Brady not an athlete. He can't run. He's not athletic. Um, but... A real good game. I'm not buying this at all. I mean, this team did put up 33 points. Yes, the defense was awful. But, I mean, to act like Bill Belichick threw a Super Bowl, absolutely absurd. No. No, no, no. Why didn't Malcolm Butler play? Why didn't Malcolm Butler play? I don't know. Yeah, that me mean, neither. That's Belichick. It's Belichick. No, no, we, we know the reason for that, right? No, we don't. He showed up late. He showed up late to practice. No, that was refuted. He said he didn't do anything wrong. And Belichick never came out and said he did anything. He just sat him. I mean, something might have happened inside the, the facility, but... I mean, I think Bill, Bill Belichick is so petty. Like, if you listen to his press conferences and stuff like that, he is so petty, I think he'd do this. And I think he he's if he showed that you know it's either me or Brady, and if you choose Brady, you're not going to do very well. All right, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he would care more about winning and getting it in his name than not winning, regardless of who's quarterback. I feel like that's a wild take for someone like Belichick. I I love Garoppolo. I do think he's petty enough to not start a guy in the in the Super Bowl for some minute thing like talking back to him in, during practice or something like that. And he would do something like that. 
Yeah, but in the Super Bowl, like, even if he had done something like that, anything like that's not like law enforcement involved, you sit him for a little bit, and you play, as, as soon as you realize your team's getting toasted, you play your best corner. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of wild. Like, just to give you uh, some, like a an example, when I was in school, we had a kid who showed up to practice. Like, didn't show up to practice. He showed up like an hour and a half late because he was hungover as hell and like was throwing up in the dugout and stuff during. He didn't even do anything, and then he started the next day. So, <laughs> so my coach didn't care. Well, obviously, that's not. NFL football. Cameron? Or the soup. No, I think this is stupid. You've loved Bill Belichick your whole life, and then all of a sudden he's going to be the greatest coach of all time. He is the greatest coach of all time. All of a sudden he's going to be this petty and throw away a a Super Bowl just to say, like, I was right. Tom Brady's off the go. When there was an opportunity for him to go to another team and win like he did this year. Just makes him look like an idiot. I think Nick Foles just outplayed Tom Brady. That's a fact. And you're just going to have to live with that for the rest of your life, as did Eli Manning every single time. So, NFC East owns Brady 3-1 three, three and one against him. All right, you um, need to figure out your Brady stance because you were all gung-ho Brady earlier this year when we were against them. And now you're no, 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 now no, you're no, picking no, no, your no. one of your least favorite teams. You're talking about how great they are in, in over no, the Patriots. So you they, should have no out, beef against. They out they outplayed him. Yeah, because they were not coached done. well. They I'm were coached. They were coached in that game. My favorite team by saying they outplayed Brady. They did. Nick Foles was better. Do you know why? Because the coaches in that game were Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia, two failed NFL health coaches, while Bill Belichick sat on the sidelines and did nothing. Doug Peterson with Doug Peterson is a genius, right? No, okay. he no, yeah, no. no. Trey, just yeah, he's no. better. He's 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 had a better head coach run than Doug both Patricia Peterson and McDaniels guys. Coach. Let's slow down. He had a better head coaching run than both of those guys. Okay, Matt, Patricia is not a head coach. We've yeah, already... I mean, there's some guys that are just coordinators. Like, they're not head coaches. They're very good at what they do, yeah. but they don't work out as head and coaches. And they were, they were coaching that game. He was outplayed. Take your L. He was outplayed. He was That's outplayed because right. the team wasn't coached well. Because Bill Belichick gave up on the coaching. The teams were oh, a pretty even oh, match. Right. He gave up on the coaching that he's been coaching with the same two people for the last 10 years. They just decided, let's he had. No, this the two guys. No, he didn't tell them. He just didn't help them. He's just like, yeah, you guys got this. Patricia, take over. You got it. You'll figure it out. Belichick in the middle of a game is the person to, to go up to both offensive and defensive coordinators and tell them what to do. Yes. Then he wouldn't need coaches. He wouldn't need coaches at all. No, he is that type of guy, Cam. He's a micromanager. He He's the, literally the general manager of the team. He manages the contracts. He manages the playing time. He manages the final roster. He does. He manages the draft. He does it all. And you're the inside scout that knows all of this personally. This is Matt known information. This is known information. Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia don't do anything, guys. Just a heads up. That's Trey's stance. You guys, I just, I, you're just mad because I put you in an absolute pretzel. I had an answer for every question you brought up. So go Pretty ahead. Sure who's, that's what, and no, okay. It was, I mean, like, alpha, you, mentally you alpha. Like, who's next? Responded. They were just stupid response. No, no. If you guys paid any attention, you'd know that this is what happened. But go ahead. Who's if next? You, if you, if you had any respect for Bill Belichick, I do. 
Oh, like you claim to do, you know that you would never, ever put the team in jeopardy for one little tiny thing. Like Tom Brady potentially leaving the team after this and trying to prove a point. That's not Bill Belichick. Never has been. He's straight to the point. He wants to win, and that's the thing. And Tom Brady got outplayed, and Bill Belichick, I don't even think he got outcoached. I just think the defense sucked. And Nick Foles was on his high horse and took advantage of it. So take your L. Sit down. No, I took a W here. You guys took the L. Sure, I took the W. I took the W, I took the w here. I had an answer for everything you brought up. So no, who's next? No, Go on. I know no, I have the best takes. It's fine. Wham, wham, wham. Listen to you guys. Listen to you guys. Go ahead. Who's next? Who's next? I'll go. Um, so I'm watching the NBA Finals. I just wanted to get off that take as quickly as possible. No, because it was a good take. You had no answer for it. Go ahead. No, it was stupid. No, it was a good it take. You had no answer for it. Go ahead. Um, one, of the, one of the worst. Great take. You uh, had no answers for it. Go ahead. Maybe up for worst take of the year. Great take. Um, you had no answers for it. Go ahead. There was like 12 answers for it. And one of the worst. No, 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 no. Great take. You yeah. had no answers for it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard a take better than yours. Great take. Um, you had no answers for it. Go ahead. Jesus. Oh, my God. Is he still talking? Um, I might mute him. Um, but uh, I was watching the NBA Finals, and Giannis is an absolute specimen. I mean, just in terms of sheer physical power and force and just being bigger and stronger than anyone on the court, he is dominant. And I think that he is the most physically dominant NBA player since Shaq. This isn't saying that, like, he's one of the – like, I'm not calling him one of the greats, but I'm saying in terms of physical dominance, he is one of the most do- – he is the most dominant since Shaquille O'Neal, probably number two all time. Uh, because LeBron James. Yeah, so. no. See, LeBron – LeBron. See, I, I, like, LeBron's great. But, it, but LeBron has a bunch of different assets to his game. Versus, I mean, Giannis is just stronger than everyone else on the court. I mean, okay, he's making it like he is. LeBron James from like no, but I'm not buying that. Like, if you put him, I mean, he wasn't just backing people down in the post. He was so versatile. Versus Giannis, I don't know. I just thought that he was. I just feel like in terms of. Physically, physically, he is the most dominant I've seen since Shaq. Well, I never really watched Shaq, but no, because LeBron James is is more, and it's just been like that's a it's a proven fact. Like that's just a thing that LeBron James, since he was probably two, I would, I'm gonna go 2008 to 2015, and that is generous for you. That he has been a physical specimen in the league and doing the same, if not more, than Giannis. Obviously, Giannis won two MVPs back-to-back, but he hasn't been the strength. He's just been the length and the best player on his team by a landslide, and he has good shooters around him. I think LeBron just takes over games and has a billion game-winning drives, shots, blocks, everything. And if you skip over LeBron by saying like Giannis is more of a physical specimen of LeBron, was in his prime, that's just disrespectful. It's correct. LeBron is much more of a physical specimen. NFL uh, scouts have come out and said that he could play tight end. Now, everybody, every, you listen to any athlete, you ask them, how long do you think it would take LeBron James to be good at your sport? They always have an answer. They'll say a year, three months. 
d- d- he could play anything. He has this this season is the first time in his however long sixteen years something like that career that he's been injured. Um, he's a I hate him, but he is a physical specimen. He's like the most he's like the perfect human body, LeBron James. So I yeah, think it's but if you just add five inches to it. That's not Giannis. Giannis I just yeah, I disagree. Seven, 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 one. I'm not saying he's not tall. I'm just saying I don't think he'd be this. That if you know, I think if LeBron was Giannis's height, he would be much better than Giannis's. Yeah, but he's not. I think part of being like if Shaq was six three, wouldn't have been a good basketball player. It doesn't make him a physical spe- like that. Doesn't make him not a freak athlete. Dylan, I think. Being seven one and having the strength, the power that he has, adds to his ability. Like you can't take that away from his, uh, from it just because he's taller. Dylan, I mean, the one thing, the one thing I'll say about LeBron is that he has this ability to just take over games just because he's that much bigger than everybody else. And you may say, well, "That's Giannis." You say Giannis is just Giannis as, has that ability because he's that much bigger than everybody else. So I don't – I guess it's like a – I mean, is Giannis that much of a, a three-point guy, like be a guy no. for dribble, or is he just a round-the-net kind of slammer-at-home type of guy? He's a back you into the post, yam it on your head. I mean, he has other skills, obviously, but – He's primarily just in the paint, just dominating. I mean, as a direct comparison, he's probably more That's comparable right. to Shaq than LeBron's comparable to Shaq. That's true. But then, no, I did. But I would say LeBron's more LeBron's more comparable to like Magic Johnson than. I disagree with that as well. I Giannis, I Giannis and Giannis and LeBron are way more comparable than Giannis and Shaq. Giannis is so fast. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying. <laughs> what are you saying? Wait, is that what I said? <laughs> said Sha- is that what I said? I think that that might have been Shaq to Shaq. No, no. Shaq to Giannis. Shaq to Giannis is much more than LeBron to Shaq. Is what I meant. So I can see that comparison. Is he more? Is he most more dominant than LeBron is? Obviously not. It's so. a closer comparison, I guess. Like who's. Right now, Shaq. Who's more like Shaq, I guess, is the question. None of them are like Shaq. Shaq wasn't anything like either of these players. Yao Ming. Fast. He just sat and made every single dunk layup shot that ever could have been. He didn't shoot the ball. He could not shoot free throws. He could not shoot three-point shots. He just sat there. LeBron shoots a couple threes. Giannis can't shoot threes, but it'll take a couple jump shots here and there. This is all around a terrible take. You're comparing Giannis to the wrong people, and you're skipping over LeBron James. I think so. Who often? So who's Giannis more like then? Doctor J. Uh, like somebody like Hakeem, maybe. I like I don't have to beat. No, Elijah Wan. Like somebody, somebody that played played the. But he was lengthy. He played the four. Like Wallace? And he, he, he doesn't shoot, but he's just like, he's so long. And he can just dunk. It's like the Space Jam 
where Michael Jordan dunks from half court. Like, that's what I think of when I think of Giannis. Like, his arms are just so lengthy. Anyway, I don't think you can really compare Giannis. I would say, like, I, I, I don't know, honestly. He's, he's a different breed, and he's very good, don't get me wrong, but he's not the most dominant player since Shaq because LeBron James is a human, and he is in the league, and he's been better in his prime for probably eight years of his career. Yeah, I think, that was, that was I think no, I just think LeBron's game comes a lot more skill based versus Giannis is so much his game is so much more physical based. If you're if you if you're if that's you're my take, point here that is Giannis that is more like Shaq than LeBron is more like Shaq, would, that's, that that's would probably be yes. my take. But my whole point here is that like the way Giannis plays is just physical versus LeBron. Like he has a lot of skill to his game. He's an incredible passer. He's like, he's a, honestly a great three-point shooter at this point. Giannis isn't the shooter LeBron is whatsoever. He's not the passer LeBron is, but he's so physically dominant in the paint. I'm looking at this shot chart. He's shooting like 70% directly under the rim. And that's where he takes half of his shots is from directly under the rim. LeBron's a great god. He is. Giannis no, is no, fake. If you're, you can't say Greek god. He is. He's a Greek god. Giannis is the Greek god. No, LeBron is. LeBron is. He's just. So, he is on. just chiseled out of stone. He is like. I'm. I'm. I'm just getting sweaty thinking about it. He's. He. He. he a lot of his game. Uh, it, yes, he's become a great shooter recently. But a lot of his game was like. Driving to the paint. Get the get the hard bucket like that was and driving to the paint turn around shoot that was a lot of his game. Yeah, but I also think that part of his game was so good was because he was a great finisher at the rim. He was a great dribbler. Like he had like versus Giannis, those aren't his skill sets. Like Giannis uses his size and strength as his main assets. I think LeBron does too. And he's won back to back MVPs doing that. Yeah, and you said yourself that LeBron should have won it last year, so where are you going with this? No, but Lebr- LeBron didn't win it because he was physically dominant. It was because he's so skilled at everything. Like, it's not based off of his he's, he's, he's physicality saying, that makes him so dominant at this age. He's it's saying based that, off everything else in his he's, game. He's saying that Giannis is dominant in the way that Shaq was dominant, and there hasn't been another person like that. What he's saying. Yeah, he's to the extent com- that he is, I'd agree. With, yeah, he's not—he's not comparing him to LeBron, but like in that—in that vein, I understand. That, but LeBron is more physically dominant. Yeah, it, it, but you have to take into like it, in his other ways of scoring and playing. But yeah, I would also agree. It's not the same play style, but yeah, he's—he's he's visibly dominant in in his play style, way more than than Giannis in total probably. Okay, who's next? I'll go next. All right, so I there's been a lot of news recently about Aaron Rodgers and um, a bunch of different things coming out. I want to get away from that. I'm going hockey. The offseason <laughs> in hockey. Everybody's, All right. everybody's talking about this uh, Seattle Kraken team. Wow, guys. Just that was a crazy little. Anyway, 
Um, the Seattle Kraken team, their fantasy draft, as I like to put it, is coming up soon. And they're going to have the same rules as the Golden Knights did back when they drafted. So if you remember, uh, the Golden Knights made it to the finals their first year um, in the league. Correct. And that's because I think the, the fantasy draft or whatever you want to call it rules are kind of pinned against the rest of the league. I think they have a better like pick of the litter, if you will. Um, that being said, Seattle Kraken have the same deal. I think that this year's finals in the Stanley Cup are going to be the Seattle Kraken versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And it is strictly going to prove a point that the fantasy draft system needs to change. And um, that's about it. I won't tell you who's going to win because I don't know. But I, I think I think Las Vegas Golden Knights for Seattle Kraken. I don't even think it's possible, actually. They're gonna make it. I was just about to say that it, yeah. they're, they're gonna. gonna yeah, they're both. Cam, they're both in the Western Conference. Yeah, thanks, Tucker. Okay, they're gonna make it. <laughs> they're gonna play. They're gonna play. They're gonna make it to the furthest possible point that they both can. The and Western Conference. They're finals. gonna make the Western Conference final. Absolutely, that's my take. Go Kraken. All right. Um, I mean, I, we have no idea what this Kraken team is going to be, so I'm not on board with that yet. I don't really think the fantasy draft, the uh, expansion draft is broken because the NHL, the NHL teams that are being you know preyed upon, they get to protect their key guys. So the Kraken aren't going to end up with like superstars. They're going to have to develop these guys into stars. Also, you can't just take the best player from every team because what if he's old? You know, what if his contract situation sucks? Like, you can't... I'll break it down for you if you want. Yeah, I mean, you can't just take, like, the best players off every team and build a super team. The Knights were a hell of a story. They were a good team. Um, they ultimately fell short, and I think the... I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice. I think the Kraken are not going to be uh, as good as the Knights were in their first season. But could be wrong. Love the name. Love the logo. I saw some people dumping on it. I don't, I don't understand that. I'm, I'm all for the Kraken. So, uh, Dill, you're the hockey guy. So, the way it works is um, each team has to give up or, or, like, put up on the block. I think I think it's five players and any skaters and then two goalies. Um, and the way it works is they can't be in the rookie contracts. They can't be signed for more than two years or more than one year. So they need to be on the last year of their contract um, or going to be their last year of their contract. So maybe it's two years. So there's only like a slim pickings that teams even have available to put guys up on the block anyway. So, um, but what that means is that the team gets a, the Kraken will get a, a, a decent team year one slash year two because they have NHL ready players for those two seasons. And then from that, they can obviously uh, extend players if they want or sell players and trade them from that, from that pickings of two years. That's why you saw the Knights kind of start off real hot and then get kind of not so great in the middle. And now they're kind of like middle of the pack, maybe like, but in that like 10 to 15 range in the league. 
So um, it's probably going to be the same fate for the Kraken if they don't screw it up. But you can't get a super team out of it, and you can't get a team that's very good for that long because everybody on the team has a one-year contract when when they're on year one. You also don't suck right away. Usually, I mean, if you play your cards right, you won't suck right away. No, no, no. There's no chance they'll be yeah. they'll be competitive for those first two years, and and the league wants that to happen so they don't just pitter out and die right at the beginning. Yeah. So I don't think it's broken at all, but I think there is some merit to be like, yeah, they're going to be. They might be pretty good, and they definitely they definitely could make the Western Conference Finals. So they they'll probably just be in the in the running, just like any other high team in that conference. There you go, Cam uh, Tucker. Um, I don't know too much about hockey, but I like. The fact that expansion teams are competitive immediately, I feel like that adds to it. Like when I think about expansion teams, I usually think that they're going to suck the first year, and then like maybe in ten years down the road they'll be decent. I really like the fact that these teams are immediately competitive. I know there are some problems with it. Like I know some guy on the Tampa Bay Lightning just came out and said that he hopes he's not drafted because he is like he was. They apparently announced that he wasn't protected, and he was like, please don't draft me, Seattle. I don't want to go there, and which kind of sucks because, like, with Las Vegas, at least you're going to a cool destination city. No one wants to go to Seattle. Like, if you're on a team like Tampa Bay or, like, one of the cool cities like Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, something like that, and they're like, hey, you're uh, going to Seattle, I'd be pissed. Because, I mean, you don't really have a choice in it. It's not like a free agency thing. You're just now a Seattle crap. Who wants to be in Tampa Bay, though? Plus, Tampa Bay is cheaters. We never talked about it. They went over the salary cap to win that cup. Cheaters. Frauds. Um, I would not want to be in Tampa Bay as well. So, I don't know what he's complaining about. But It's the number one city in Florida, actually. I wouldn't want to be there, ever. I wouldn't want to lay over there. Some garbage city. You went there with me. Fine, we had a great time. No, I had a terrible time. I did not have fun. Oh, we had so much fun. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dill, what's your take? Um, hmm. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> How is he winning? Go- How is he winning these things? I was I was going to go with a different one, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with my guns here. So uh, reports, I think, yesterday were that because um, Cam brought up Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to bring up Aaron Rodgers. Wait, can we just hold on? Cam, why did you bring up Aaron Rodgers at the top of that tape? Like, what was the thought process there? I just like to get everyone confused about where I'm going with my take. I said, there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of news about this guy. There's been a lot of news about this guy, but I'm going this way. That was good. I liked it. Good radio. Go ahead, Dill. Also, back to that point, I think it's more likely that the Kraken make the conference finals than it is the Knights, the Seda. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm not going hockey this time or baseball. I'm going to football this week. I'm going to the Aaron Rodgers take. So Aaron Rodgers, apparently the other day, it was reported that he turned down a contract extension with Green Bay Packers that would have made him the most paid NFL player. Um, so, assuming that's true, that and there was like a five-year extension or something like that is what, what we're hearing. Assuming that's true, that 
means that he really doesn't want to be in Green Bay. So I think he's got some mojo rocking with him after the match the other day, beating Tom. I think he's feeling hot. Um, I think he opts out this season to not play unless he's traded, and then he will be traded to the Falcons, and he's going to beast up against Tom Brady, and we're going to have Battle Royale going down in the south. That's the take. One more time. I'm sorry. He's going to the Falcons? Yeah. Huh. He's going to have to get traded because he had, he can op, he can choose not to play this year. Like he, well, he has an, he has a, he doesn't have to sign the extension after the end of this next season, but this season, I mean, like anybody, he can just choose not to play. So I think he basically threatens to not play unless he gets traded and they'll trade him to the Falcons. So I'm in the camp right now where I think he's retiring. I think he's going to retire this year, and I think he's going to wait maybe a year, maybe a maybe two, maybe a year, maybe two, um, for the ba- the Packers to get the next guy in, or Jordan Love you know, steps up and he starts playing well. And then he says, oh, I'm coming back. And they say, oh, we already have a quarterback. He's like, okay, then trade me. And they trade him, kind of like the Gronk situation um, in New England. Where he was, but that can't happen. His contract's only for two more years. Yeah, no, but when you retire, you're still retained by the team. Like, so when Gronk came back after his retirement, he was still under contract with the Patriots. That's why the Patriots traded him to Tampa Bay for like a fourth round pick. Um, yeah, but what I'm, but it can't be two years. He's got this year and next year if he chooses to sign. So he really would only have next year if he if he retires. I. It, your contract is on hold when you retire. Like it doesn't, it doesn't f- fill out. You're done. Your your contract's on hold. You only get the credited years you play for the team. It doesn't run until it's the end of the contract. No, if you Either retire you in a, in, if you retire in year three of a five year deal, and you decide to come back for, you know, a season later, you still have two more years on that deal with that team. It doesn't run out. See, like this that. Was, remember this happening with Gronk and me being very confused. Yeah, so Gronk was in the middle the of a of a deal with the Patriots, and when he came back, they had to trade him because he wouldn't play for the Patriots. Um, so when he unretired, they traded him. Um, I think he's done this year. I think he's not going to play. I think he's going to sit out essentially by retiring, and then he's going to come back in a year and be like, "Oh, I'm back," and then Green Bay's not going to pull the hook on uh, their next guy for a disgruntled veteran who hasn't played in a year uh they're gonna trade him i don't know if the, i mean the falcons i don't know if i mean if it were to happen i don't know if the falcons are the best spot um you know they seem to like matty ice uh you're getting kind of the same age range for your quarterbacks so you're not like you know getting a new young kid who you can develop you're getting a better old still old player so i don't know if the falcons are the spot um would love to see it uh would love to see him beat up on brady a couple times but um, he wouldn't do that because Brady's his dad. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. But he's going to be down in Atlanta, and it's so hot down there that he won't be able to wear that stupid undershirt, <laughs> and he'll be good. Cam, you're shaking your head. Well, Dylan, they play in a uh, dome, so temperature controlled. Yeah, but it can't be cold. But... <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Um, no, I don't think this is going to happen at all. The Falcons are the wrong team. I think the Broncos are the front runner right now. He's not going to retire. 
And I think I said last episode I, I, I believed he was going to be a Packer. You did. I no longer <clears throat> I did. I no longer believe that, so I'll switch takes right now on the air. Um I don't know where he's gonna go. I really don't. Falcons uh, Atlanta. Place to be. It's not gonna be Atlanta. Atlanta they can't trade Matt Ryan until I believe August. And I don't think they're going to trade him anyway. I think they're going to give him one more season and see how it goes. If they do well, then they're going to probably trade for a, a better guy. If they do minimal, I think they're probably going to force him to retire or trade him for a better guy. If they do very poorly, I think they're going to trade him and get dropped so, either way, I think this is probably Matt Ryan's last season, unless he actually wins the Super Bowl. Uh, there's no shot in heck that he's going to Atlanta. I think the Broncos are the only really place that I see him going at this point. I think he's too petty to go to Denver, because I think he would think that he's following in some weird footsteps of Peyton Manning. He's like, oh, I already, someone already did that. I like that take. I like I'm that gonna, team. I, I'm going to go somewhere no one else has. I'm going to Atlanta. That's what I think is going to happen. I would follow in the footsteps of the guy that was able to He's win too there. petty. He would never do that. He's too petty. I've got a destination. It has to be his own path. He's one of those guys. I've got a trade. Cam Newton and a second for Rodgers. Done. Done deal. <laughs> yeah, Let him come well. in for two years. For the rest of his deal, play it out, get Mac developed, still win, still be good, and then when he go, when he either leaves or retires, Mac's ready. I think I'm gonna call Bill right now. Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on uh, Rogers to Atlanta? It just doesn't make sense. I mean, um, it wouldn't make sense for anyone involved. The Falcons are in the middle of a rebuild, uh, so they. I wouldn't really want to give up a lot of capital for an aging QB right now if I'm them. So it doesn't really make sense, especially with you probably have to give up like a first round pick or maybe even two. So it doesn't make sense from there. And for Rodgers end, I mean, if I'm going anywhere, I'm, I want to be an instant like championship contender. I'm not going anywhere where I might have to be part of a rebuild. Like you're past that time in your career where you can start rebuilding again. So, um, I can't see him going there. I, there's places that I can see him going. The Falcons just unfortunately aren't one of those teams. Plus, I don't think Matt Ryan is like this non-serviceable QB. I don't either. I think he's not great. No, no, I agree. But like, for what the Falcons are, I don't think they're going to try and move away from him right now unless they were trying to go young. Going for another QB around the same age just wouldn't be helpful for that team right now. All right, a spirited ways to take session. That might forty five minutes. That's a long ways to take session. So let's Jesus rattle through uh, segments. NBA Finals. Um, uh, did we cover Giannis's block in what was it? Game five, four. I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did. Giannis's block, it was sick. Um, I heard it compared to LeBron's block. I don't think oh. it, I don't think it's there. Um, but obviously the Bucks have come roaring back. I said uh, winner game 
five was going to be the winner of the series. Uh, that was the Bucks. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the Bucks are going to wrap it up tonight. Apparently, I'm no, not watching. It was, it was winner of game four. Wins winner of game four, still the Bucks. So, winner of game four wins the series. Um, you know, the Suns, they're not looking great. Chris Paul pulling some not great stuff, trying to foul Giannis and hurt him. Yeah, I want to bring this up. Yeah. I got shit for saying, like, I didn't like Chris Paul. And everyone's like, no, Chris Paul's awesome, all that. Chris Paul, if any other player tried to pull that, ejected maybe a multi-game suspension for, like, trying to kill Giannis. If Giannis didn't grab rim there, he is getting seriously injured off of that. Luckily, he grabbed the rim on the way, which held him back from, like, just slamming onto the ground, which would have been brutal. But Chris Paul is a dirty player, and then he's talking shit after the game, like, everyone knows Giannis can't hit free throws. Bro, you can't hit anything. What, did you have 12 points? Shut up. Like, I don't know where you think you can talk shit right now. But, yeah, I can't stand Giannis. I mean, I can't stand Chris Paul. He's a, Like, you can't be the flopping guy, like the guy that's overly dramatic, and then try to kill someone. Like, I'm sorry. I haven't been paying attention, uh, to be honest with you. I did watch a little bit of Game 5 the other night, um, but it seems to me like this is pretty much wrapped up at this point. It's going to be the Bucks. Uh, I did hear tonight that the Bucks That's paraded their champagne across in front of the locker room of the Suns while they were going in. So, pretty big flex. I wouldn't do that, because that's just another reason to motivate them. But, Cam, your thoughts on the series so far? I love Chris Paul. I think he's doing everything right. He knows the system better than everyone. No. Boom. Don't say he's doing everything right. He's averaging nothing. He's been awful. He's got to work the system. He's going to do what he has to do. They're focusing on him. I mean, he's been a little bit shut down. He's counting on his, look at that, another steal for Chris Ball, and there's the assist. Oh, um, the assist for the ball. Anyway, Chris Ball is fine. He knows this better than anyone else, and no matter what, yeah, it's a championship game, but you're playing Milwaukee. You think that actually feels like a championship win to him? No, it feels like you're playing Milwaukee. And where is Milwaukee? I bet you eight players on the Suns don't know where it is. <laughs> so I think Chris Paul is doing very well with what he's doing. He doesn't need to score a lot of points. I think he's counting on his younger guys that he they talk so highly of him. I think this is a big game for Cameron Johnson, who shares the same he shares the same name as me. I mean. And my middle got, name. <laughs> yeah, your middle name is Cameron? Johnson. Yeah, same thing. Anyway, uh, Phoenix is down two right now. I just texted my bookie, and I said, if Phoenix is down nine or more at halftime, live betting. Money line. So, we're a Phoenix podcast for now. If you don't want I'm to be, you don't have to be. Yeah. Well, that's my that's my take. Um, wait, I want to go back into this. Like the way Chris Paul plays and like the dramatics and all that. It's like and then doing the dirty player plays. It's like if Tom Wilson was flopping on the ice and like 
played the victim 24-7 as well as being a dirty player. Like, it, I just, I don't understand, like, for some reason, Chris Paul gets his pass because he's never made it to a final, so I'm supposed to feel Wait, bad for him. No. Is Chris Paul a dirty player? Yeah. No, he's he's the, a dirty he had player. one dirty play. He had one dirty Isn't play. Isn't he the state farm guy? He's yes. Supposed to have, he's the insurance guy. He did hook him he up with insurance. He can't, he can't be the dirty player guy. That, that's bad for the rep. Tucker, he's so good. He had you one. He had guy. one infraction. I wouldn't call him a dirty player. I think the moment got better of him, and he so did something stupid. Also, also, oh, how can I you? Feel how like can you? He's had a history of being a dirty player. The, like, this the, is only, the first time. The only dirty play in basketball is if a guy goes up to do a jump shot and you purposely land under his feet and well, make him going him under Molly like, goes up to the like rim. No, 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 Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. Because we all loved watching the MJ documentary where the Pistons and the Bulls were taking each other out. And then all of a sudden we're in modern day sports where people are just doing little like hand checks and whatever. And all of a sudden you hate it. So pick it's a, a good, side. It's a good point. Or, no, it's a really good no, point. No, this isn't a hand <laughs> check. This is a guy shoving a guy trying to dunk. It. That's oh my god, shoving like a that. guy. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's no, Dylan, the guy was dead. Dylan, you didn't watch the play, so do not. Well, but what I'm saying, though, is the, I could jump up in the air and you could push me over, and I'd be like, oh, that was funny. Ha ha. No, jump up in the air and someone pushes them. They just fall oh, on the ground and you stand back up. That was totally fine. them. Push someone's legs out from under them with the intent of having them go like sideways. And when oh my god, he went sideways. <laughs> he went sideways. <laughs> you just don't get it. You just don't get it at all. You didn't watch watch the play, Tucker. Did you watch the finals of the Copa Mundial? Those guys, not that was World Cup. That was not right. Yeah, that was the weird. Euros. The guy, the two guys on the field got shot. All right, <laughs> they got shot. <laughs> So talk to me about injuries in sports after you talk watch soccer. Cam, anything else? No, I, I've said my piece, honestly. Like, <laughs> pick, pick a side. Historically dirty player. No, you can't be the dirty player. Like, you can't be the, oh, like, the NBA needs to be tough. And then also, like, Chris Paul flopping on the ground. being the, He's the softest guy in the league, but he's also dirty. No, right. you can't. I don't, I don't understand the softness, but you literally can't be dirty in basketball. I don't. I don't know why you don't think people can be dirty in basketball. Because you just throw right. elbows. You know, he's the glorious for okay. punching guys in the dick in the game. I yeah, well, guys, I mean, I've seen. I've done that. I mean, that's, that's not good. But like the guys, the guys not injured. It's like you, dirty play is like when you like hurt somebody. You really can't. He could have hurt Giannis like on this play. He could have hurt him pretty bad. Yeah, but pushing a guy like that's... I think I think your definition of just going under somebody when they take a dunk, jump shot is a little misguided. I think if you ta- if you like try to tackle a guy when he goes up for a dunk, that's kind of a dirty play. No, it, it's a flagrant foul. You get the penalty. You get the shots or whatever. And like there you go, you move on with it. You like, should you should be a ref in the NBA, Bill. But like no, but the the thing with jumping under a guy is they're they're a defenseless player. Like you, you they jump. So jump is the guy in midair. Yeah, but he'll be all right. <laughs> Not like like you just fall on the ground and then you get back up. Oh, ow, my elbow got bruised because I hit the wood too That's hard. That's a good way to tear like, something. Or 
yeah, tear something. You can hit yeah, your but like, but the, the point, the point is, your hands ten feet up in the air and then it slams against the ground. Usually, not good. Yeah, but Just the point, the point is, is that shit happens in other sports all the time. People get knocked to the ground all the time. It doesn't matter. So what happened? It happened in Jenny documentary, <laughs> like every other play. <laughs> you seem to love that documentary, and people were choke holding and slamming to the ground. And we loved how aggressive they played basketball. Hey, are you talking but about Matt? I love the MJ documentary. No, I'm on it. I'm just talking in general That's about the play style. I'm just talking in general about the play style. I know you're not an MJ guy. But the play style in general, we've talked about this before, where we like the aggressiveness and the refs aren't calling as much and a flagrant isn't a flagrant and Chris Paul is just so good. Okay, Cam, and, let me let okay. me rebuttal there. Because I feel like you're coming at me a little bit. I'm not saying I tried to defend. I'm not, I'm not coming at you. I thought we were on the same side. We are. We are. <laughs> so, no. So, I think that Chris Paul, I, don't, I wouldn't call him a dirty player. I think it was a dirty play. I think that the, the yeah. definition of a dirty play is like if you're on the court, right, and there is the game is in motion and you somebody takes an elbow, they shouldn't fly on the ground and cry and there shouldn't be a foul. That's like the type of basketball I want. If you're tackling guys out of midair, I think that might be a little far. I don't think that's something that should have flown back in the day either. So I, I'm kind of riding fence here, but I don't think Chris Paul is a dirty player. And it wouldn't have. Back in the day, the response would have been Giannis would have gone up and punched him in the face. All right. Um, other sports news, obviously, Rodgers. Oh, um yeah, so Rogers turned down the two-year extension. We talked about enough about that, but um, the White House visit today. So I'd just like to bring up um, the Bucks went to the White House. Tom Brady went to the White House for the first time since I think '05 when they when they won the Super Bowl. The Patriots, their third Super Bowl. I don't think he went to any of the last three. Um, one was under Obama, and two were under Trump. And Trump was his buddy. Everybody knows this. Um, you know, he had the MAGA hat in his locker. You know, you we don't. I don't like to shame people for their political beliefs. You believe what you believe. You raise how you raise, whatever, whatever. And he's friends with Trump. So, but all of a sudden, turns around and he's making fun of Trump, talking about, oh, you lost. You know, something about forty percent of people think we lost this game. Blah blah blah. Ha ha ha. Joe Biden, are we good friends? I mean, I I will come out and say that I supported Biden in the presidential election. I think this is us. Spineless move by Tom Brady. I don't understand how you can. He's first of all, he's turning his back on his friend, supposed friend, because he lost an election. And oh, don't give me like, oh, he saw the light. He became a. He became you know he didn't like Trump. Blah blah blah. No, that's not true. He definitely voted for Trump. And then he just goes out. He's making these jokes and he's turning against the people that have propped him up in his life. I just think it's a coward move. Um, I also don't like the fact that he is all of a sudden so gung ho to go to the White House. Why didn't you want to go with your old teammates? I just every time I start to forgive him and start to get over it, he just does something to piss me off, and it really upsets me. But talk. Yeah, I mean he's your classic bandwagon frontrunner. It's the same reason why he went to the Bucks in the first place. Didn't think the Patriots were good enough, so he jumped to a frontrunner with a team that was stacked in the offensive department, and he did the same thing here. He was a Trumper, and then Trump lost, and now he's a Biden guy. Making jokes at Biden, at Trump, at his friend's expense. 
on national TV. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Trump guy either. I'm similar to Trey. I was, I voted for Biden the election, but I mean, I don't like this front runner mentality. I will just always side with the winner kind of guy. And that's what Tom Brady is. And I mean, if that's your cup of tea, just running with the front runners and whatever it is, then Brady's the guy for you. But I'm just not that type of guy. I'm loyal, so. Uh, Dale, your, your, your thoughts on Brady's White House visit? I didn't watch any of it. So, but I, uh, I heard about the joke. I like, I don't know if he was say, saying a joke or trying to be buddy buddy with, uh, with the people there or trying to like make his image look. I don't know. It definitely was an image move. It was a hundred percent an image move. But like, you could just not have said anything. I mean, it was kind of not necessary. So, whatever. Who cares? Let the man live. It's fine. Cam, you you don't you think it's hysterical? You love the joke, all in on it. No, I thought it was funny. I don't care. I thought it was funny too, but it was clever. But it was corny. And he clearly had a ghostwriter, right? Had to. Yeah. Well, no chance. He wrote. He made those jokes up. The guys that speak at the SPs, the guys that speak at, like, Rose's volunteers like Kate Manning did, obviously they're going to have ghostwriters, the professional football players, but the delivery is all that matters. I mean, he did it very well. I thought it was funny. Joe thought it was funny. Joe didn't know what he was saying. Joe doesn't know what's going on. Come on. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you voted for a guy. <laughs> Doesn't know what's going on. That's pretty cool. Hold up the signs. Laugh now. <laughs> no, I did think it was funny. Um, I don't know much about the history of, of Brady going to the the White House, but <clears throat> I thought it was funny. I think no one really like thinks to like tell jokes there. I, I don't know why it's so like serious. Every time someone goes, like they take a picture with Obama, and then Obama gives a little speech, whatever. Um, I thought it was cool. Brady is obviously living his best ever life ever in Tampa Bay, and he's probably never looking back. I guarantee he would sell the six rings that he won before um, just to just to get rid of his past. But um, no, <laughs> I'm happy for Brady. <laughs> I thought it was well, sorry. I thought it was. Funny. <laughs> All right, um, some local sports news. Uh, We've talked about the Liverpool tournament a little bit. Um, that's coming up. Uh, Cam, retired former player. Uh, congrats on a, on a uh, great career, rookie of the year. Um, but Tucker, well, apparently, but... hold on, hold on. Tucker, Dylan, and I will be preparing for the next Liverpool tournament. And up until recently, Dylan has actually been a free agent for the first time in a few years. And we're going to have a LeBron style decision. So, Dylan, you've got uh, a couple places you can go. Uh, you can go back to the Dreamers, uh, of course, the team that picked you up after you disbanded the Cobras. You can head over to the old version of the Cobra, or the new version of the Cobra, rather, the Bench Warmers. Um, you know, the Goats decided not to extend an offer. Um, we would have loved to have you, but roster's a little full at the moment. Team USA, I heard, being rebranded, looking for a new guy. But you basically have your pick of the litter here. Uh, you know, you got a lot of interest in you. So, uh, Dylan, where are you going? First of all, I'm honored to be here uh, in front of all of you and the friends and family uh, down here sitting on this stool, licking my lips. 
cameras in my face. Uh, but uh, I've decided it's time, and I'm going to take my talents to the Benchwarmers, now known as the Spartanburgers. Wow. Oh, you changed the name? Yep, apparently. That's Trevor's call. The Spartan. I hate, I hate the Spartanburgers, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, neither do I. I. Can, I'm going to talk them out of it. I can speak on this if uh, if needed. So, um, bench warmers was an idea of mine back when I joined the whip ball tournament. It was a one year wonder, and I had the time of my life doing it. Um, but after we had a season off last year, I got settled in down here in Florida. It just wasn't going to work out for me to come up, and. Um, they decided without me, it wasn't going to be the bench warmer. So I'm still in. I'm still technically out. I'm spirited manager from a, from afar. And I'm a Spartanburger now. And I'll, I uh, I heard about this decision back and couldn't excited for my team. So I'm excited for it. And I think we got big things coming. And I want my team to uh, be in the, the highest level of football. Uh, Tucker, you're the founder of the, the Goats, formerly the McNine Inch Nails. Uh, your re- instant reaction? I honestly had no idea this was happening until right now. But, um, you know, decent decision. I'm not too nervous about the bench warmers. Still think they're weak, honestly. I'm, or the Spartanburgers pitching, not that great. I think the Trevor and Dylan thing of the past. New blood came into this league, and it's going to take over now. Uh, I'll give my take. Uh, I don't love it, honestly. Um, a little scared about it. A uh, lot, lot of lot of reason that uh, the Cobras originally disbanded, where they were a little too OP, and now they've got Bailey, who is good at everything he does. John's the weak point. John's going to be the target. Um, put a target right on John's back when he's up long innings. Uh, that's the way to beat them. Make John pitch and make John hit. That's what you got to do. But they're going to be a good team, and uh, look forward to playing them. Hopefully, hopefully I'm going to say you. this: the T-ball is exactly what it is. It is a T-ball. It is the easiest pitch to hit in Wiffle Ball League history. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I'm so thankful that Trevor had that one good year because now, till the end of time, we get to tee off on that terrible pitch. <laughs> Somebody tell Trevor to listen to this part of the episode. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, guys, let's try to do quickly because we're already like at an hour. Uh, Disney songs this week. Cam wanted this le- this this list. He is like the CEO of list, guys. He's coming up the list every week now. Um, he wanted this list. Uh, and this was a tough one for me to come up with, but I'm pretty happy with my list. I know I won't be when I hear what you guys have. Um, but, you know... We're going to roll with it. So, Tuck, why don't you lead off? I feel like you never lead off on these. Yeah, I got a weird one to start off. Um, honestly, underrated soundtrack, but not any songs that I've First, I'm going to start off here. Tucker's list is going to suck. <laughs> Tangled. Number one, Number one is Tangled's theme. is not on my list. Narrowly missed it. But um, number five on my list is Zero to Hero. I, I like. I like it. I like it. Zero that's to Hero, pick, I mean, pick. it's a great song from a great soundtrack. I stand by it, already proving Dylan wrong, and that's I absolutely love it. Uh, let me jump in, because 
while it's not my number five, I did have, I was upset to have to put uh, Hercules off my list. I didn't have any Hercules songs. My number six was uh, I Can Go the Distance, um, that emotional yeah, ballad. Yeah, so it was between that, those two. I wasn't sure. I think I think those are the two. I think those are the two slappers in in this, and the opening song's pretty good too, with the lady singing on the pot. But no, definitely a great soundtrack. Upset they didn't make my list, but um, just had to put in my number. My number six was uh, uh, Go the Distance. My number five is Akuna Matata, uh, Lion King, best Disney movie of all time. Akuna Matata, that buddy buddy song, you know, um, eating worms and stuff, just walking around. It means no worries for the rest of your days. I mean. Uh, just when you're having a tough time, you just say Hakuna Matata and you chill out. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa, iconic characters. I've heard somebody, somebody I was talking to said they didn't like Timon and Pumbaa. It might have been one of you guys, actually. But um, If they are, then they should be kicked off the podcast. I, maybe it wasn't. but no, somebody, it wasn't me. Yeah, it probably wasn't. So somebody said they weren't a big fan of them, and I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, Timon and Pumbaa, great characters. Hakuna Matata is my number five. Uh, Dill? Uh, number five for me, I'm going to go with one that's probably not on any of your list. I'm going Eye to Eye. Probably never heard of it. Yo, I from can't believe I didn't think of that. Goofy movie. I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. Staple, the staple of the Goofy movie is Eye to Eye at the end where they, where Max gets on stage with Goofy doing his weird thing, getting electrocuted. Um, absolutely elite movie. Um, it's an older Disney movie for our so it's more like it was like 1994 I'm not going to adjust my list and I don't know people didn't people don't really put it in the same class as like Lion King or whatnot but that's a solid number five pick eye to eye that, yeah. that's still good I should have played that song like right now no Dill I um, you said you didn't know if we'd know this I love this song I literally when I was last week when I was driving around Lennox I played it I listened to it like literally that's last week wild. it's a great um, song uh, Powerline, the art is the is the artist. Powerline, yes. There's yeah. Another one in that movie, honorable mention, stand out. Stand out. Both, I, every Powerline song slaps. If you guys don't know Powerline, look them up. Slappers. Uh, Cam, five. Yeah. So this might be on your list. Might be a little higher. I'm going a whole new world from Aladdin. Now the reason I'm going with it at five, it's like the Disney song, right? One of them. It's not. Like, when you wish up, it's not that one, but, like, the most famous, I think, Disney song is probably Home in the World. I don't remember the last time I've seen Aladdin. I've heard the song many, many times. It's catchy. I like it. I know all the words. But it's not worthy of, like, getting into that 4-3-2-1 spot. But it's worthy of a mention, so Home in the World is fine. Don't you dare close your eyes. Tucker, number four. Number four, uh, I'm getting a heat for this one, you can tell. Um, but I'm going with You're Welcome from Moana, one of Dwayne Johnson's best ever performances. Great song. Easy pick at number four. One of my favorite songs to sing, too. Um, I'm not going to give you heat. I just think there's a lot better songs out there that are Disney songs. Not Didn't, didn't sniff my list. Uh, my number four is going to be a similar vein type of movie. It's going to be Let It Go, number four. Um I remember the first time I heard Let It Go, I hadn't seen Frozen, and I was I had heard all this buzz about Let It Go, and then I listened to it, and I was like, wow, it was a banger, absolute banger, when she picks up at the end and goes like that extra mile, um, super good, had to put, not not actually a song that I would prefer to listen to nowadays, but I, I just remembering the cultural impact it had when it came out, 
and it's still like if you look up like top Izzy songs, it's top five on every list. So uh, Let It Go is going to be my number four. Uh, Dill? Number four for me, I'm also going on Aladdin song, but I'm going with Friend Like Me. Great one. Absolute classic. I didn't even think uh, of that one. Homage to uh, Robin Williams, the genie. Um, I also really like Prince Ali. I remember actually listening to that song and re- like rewinding it on my VCR and like writing down the lyrics when I was like eight. But uh, Linnea just said I was gay for doing that. But um, <laughs> friend, friend Like Me is just... You know, it, it starts playing, you, you watch that movie and you're like, oh, this is old. Like, I don't know, I, I used, used to watch this when I was like six. But then Friend Like Me comes on and you're like, this is a banger. Love it. Put it at number four. Cam? Yeah, so number four, I'm going to go with one that was already mentioned. I'm going to Akuna Matata. Um, it means uh, no worries if you didn't know. And Lion King, like Trey said, one of the best Disney movies. Um, I only put two on my list, but I probably could have put more. Um, Kuna Matata is just one of those scenes that, that you'll remember forever. Um, I don't have much else to say about it. It's just like the cinematic piece as well. Trey kind of mentioned it, like eating bugs and like the growth of Simba is um, something that, that I really loved about it. So, Kuna Matata, number four. Tucker? Yeah, number three, Trey, I'm following suit with you. I got Let It Go here. Uh, one of the most iconic songs, I think. Um, definitely the most iconic of like, the last five to ten years, I would say. Um, so, I had to put it here. I Again, it would be higher, but it's not one of those songs I'd want to listen to now. But at the time... It was like one of those oh shit moments when I heard it for the first time, like the song's a bop. So my number three, I'm going with with one that probably none of you have, and you might not even know the song. Um, It's called Hellfire. It's in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's uh, Claude Frollo, the bad guy. He sings it um, when he's like struggling with the, uh, you know, his, his lust for Esmeralda. It is so good. I highly suggest you go listen to it if you don't remember it. It's like one of the darker Disney songs ever. It's like talking to, like they had to actually censor like the animation in some countries because it got like too sexualized. Um, like she's in the fire and he's like lusting over her. And it's like super emotional, super deep. It's got like chorus in the background, like, uh, you know, like kind of like hymnal stuff like uh like Catholic hymns and stuff like that. It is crazy good. Um, I highly suggest you listen to it after the show. If you don't remember it, hellfire got to be my number three. Uh, Dill. Number three for me. Number three for me. I'm going Mulan. I'm going, I'll make a man out of you. Respect it. Um, that's the that's the one about the fire and the sun and the moon, right? Yes. That's the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. I just had to make sure. Um, that movie is sneaky. One of Disney's best uh, in the time where it was at in its heyday, in my opinion. 
where the animation wasn't too 3D-like. And, I don't know, there's something about this song, it's just, it's a good song, it keeps the beat, it's got a good beat, it's one that the boys will just kind of throw out there every once in a while, Um, just singing in people's faces for no reason, so I'm going to go with that one, number three, make a man out of you. Cameron? Right. Also, it's a good song about triumph and overcoming obstacles. <laughs> you reading that somewhere? No. <laughs> I'll go ahead and double down on the triumph and overcoming obstacles with uh, one of my favorite Disney movies, Hercules, with uh, Go the Distance. Banger. 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 Slaps. Go the distance. I would tell you. Yeah. Pineapple. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Go the Distance is a, is a great song. Uh, one of the only ones in Hercules that I love song-wise, I just always love the plot. I love getting the monsters out of the underworld, seeing how he beats them. It's, um, Ties them together. Yeah, exactly. Ties Hades' is little with firehead. James Woods as Hades is an all-time performance. All-time, so good. Looks like it. Anyway, um, Go the Distance is, is a fantastic song. Don't know who's Danny DeVito. Sorry. No problem. Uh, Go the distance is coming out of number three. Um, Yeah, so number two, I have Friend Like Me. And I'd like to say both versions of this, the new version and the old version, both incredible. Robin Williams still, like, better performance. But Will Smith absolutely bodied this song when he did it, which I guess you kind of expect from Will Smith in this role, being able to body that. But, um. I mean, I, if you haven't listened to the Will Smith version of it, it's very good. I highly recommend it. It's just one of those songs that both times was so good, I had to get it really high up on my list. Uh, disagree. Didn't love Will Smith's version. Forgettable is the word that comes to mind. Uh, the whole performance or that song alone? His, that's him doing that song and the role. It, it, disagree uh, in both aspects. Uh, oh, he's stunk in the role. I mean, it's hard. You can't beat. You can't beat Robin Williams in that role. No, you like, can't. And that, that's why I liked it that he didn't try to be Robin Williams. Like he was his own version of a lot. Yeah. Like if you wanted him to be Robin Williams, you were gonna hate it because obviously no one can be Robin Williams because Robin Williams is so incredible at that. But he took the role and did it his own way, and I thought he did a really good job. I'm gonna follow here my number two uh, with triumph and overcoming obstacles. Uh, Mr. I'll make a man out of you is an absolute slapper. Nothing gets the boys more amped than "Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns." I mean that phrase. I remember we were cleaning up for junior prom, and somebody played that song. And we started just going in, just cleaning everything. Just got motivated. Uh, such a good song. Uh, Mulan, not my favorite. Think it's pretty. Think it's pretty all right, you know. Uh, but that song stands out to me. So 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 good. Um, gotta be, absolutely gotta be. Uh, make a man out of you, uh, Dill. Number two. Oh shoot, number two for me. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go, I just can't wait to be king. Lion one. King. That's probably 
that might be a top for one of you guys. Um, great song, uh, obviously. The um, the Broadway performance of this song is also immaculate. I would have to say. Um, the just in the movie though, it's like early on in the movie, you get that the vibe, just like oh, this is the Lion King. This is great. I just in my just vibing, sitting on the couch alone, watching this cartoon. Great song, number two. Cam. So Dylan, I you cut out there. What what was the song? Just I, can't I, wait to be king. Just can't wait to be king. Ah, good song. Okay, my number two. Judge me if you want. I don't care. I'm going part of your world, Little Mermaid. I love that song. I watched. I had. I had that movie on VHS. Me and my mother watched it all the time. She knows all the lyrics. I know all the lyrics. The Little Mermaid doesn't know about life outside of the water. She's asking, what is it called? Feet? What is it called? Fire? She doesn't know. And I know. And I can finish the lyrics for her. And Part of Your World is an immaculate song. And it's one of those songs that people continue to sing like live because it's that impressive. And it's just a movie that I've, I've watched over and over, and it's the one song that, that stuck out to me. And there, and judge me if you want, but that's my number two. I'm not going to judge that. I don't think that. I've ever seen Little Mermaid from the beginning to the end. What's Solid it? watch. I'm not going to judge that at all, Cam. It's a hell of a pick. Uh, talk number one. Yeah, um, number one, easy choice for me. Just can't wait to be king. Had to be my number Thank one. You. It's still a bop. It's a great song. Can't, I mean, I don't know how you can't have this in number one because it's just, uh, it's the perfect Disney song. And it's something that I will still listen to right now. Um, I don't have that at number one uh, because there is a song that is the most iconic opening uh, in the history Circle of cinema. Of it's Circle of Life. I mean, I don't even know what they're saying. Nobody knows what they're saying, but everybody sings it. Um, it's a beautiful song. Elton John wrote it, right? Great songwriter. Um, you know, nothing's more iconic to me. Nothing's more Disney than an opening scene of all the animals coming in, paying tribute to the king. Uh, you know, Rafiki lifting him up, putting a little berry on his head. And, uh, you know, Mufasa sitting the there. And it's just, uh, I mean, even the Vine version where he throws him over the clip and yells yeet is iconic. So, um Certainly, huge fan of the Lion King. I just kind of regretting not putting just uh, "Can't Wait to Be King" on one of my in one of my slots. It's an amazing song, Tucker. I don't disrespect that pick at all, but I got to go circle of life here, Dill. Um, I'm gonna go number one, also Lion King, but it's gonna be "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Wow, I did not see that one coming. This, I did not see that coming at all. So, honestly, I love this song. I don't know why. Elton John, he's the main. Um, definitely in his feels about this one. Uh, I think there's two reasons why I like this song. One, I'm going nerd on you real quick. When I was in band, I killed the shit out of this melody. Hell yeah. Band. Every freaking <laughs> time I loved it. It came out, I was like... We're playing Lion King medley right now. Get ready for verse 27. I'm going in every time. Nailed it. And then number two, 
when I was in college, uh, I took a piano class because I had to fill a frame in order to graduate, and I took piano, and I memorized how to play this song on the piano. And it's the only song, only Disney song I have on my phone. So, and it's also just a great song. It's nice. Uh, you know, you, you think about you think about the women in your life, you know? It's a great song. Well, for Ellen John, you think about the men in your life, too. It's, it's both ways. Just think about the special person. No, great song. Um, I wish that uh, uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight was actually a Disney song, because that probably would have went pretty high on my list. But I think that comes right before that in the movie. But... Cam, uh, three Lion King picks. Are you gonna buck the trend here? So I'll get I'll give you guys this. I love the Lion King. Don't get me wrong. And one of you, one of you is correct. One of you chose the right song for the number one. Uh, Tucker, Tucker, it's Dylan. Wow! Can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel the love tonight? Is um, you can scream that song. It's by far the number one Disney song, and I'll credit Ben Herrick not for turning me onto it because I knew it was already a banger. But this man loves this song more than anyone I've ever met, and he I need to meet him. Yeah, this guy (laughs) Ben Herrick. I'll give you his number if you want. He will play every single cover of this song on a road trip or wherever you're going and he loves it so much and he turned me on to it and then I saw it might be one of my favorite songs that's a huge Disney music very well could be Um, I've seen the original Lion King obviously I've seen the new uh, live action I guess you could say I've seen it on Broadway twice Can You Feel the Love Tonight is an impeccable song and it's just, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like the romanticism in this song connects Nala and Nala. Yeah. Nala yeah, and, and Simba. Like it's just, it, it's just, it's very good. Yeah. Can you feel it? I can. Okay. So, so Tucker, uh, Tucker, you try to say the Tangled is the greatest Disney movie of all time yet. Every single top, pick was Lion King. Yeah, no, better music than Lion King because Tango's a better movie. It's a, it's a, it's a m- terrible movie. Such a bad take. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, it's, it's okay. Terrible. It's just not great. Yeah, I, I'm no. just not in on the new Disney. I didn't put Let It Go on my yeah, own. Yeah, and I understand that the, the, like, like, the new Disney doesn't have the nostalgia about the, the, the songs in it. They're uh, not iconic. No, no, it has the nostalgia yeah. because it reminds you of when you were younger that's where the nostalgia comes from that's literally what nostalgia is yeah i know that's why i don't like who keeps adjusting my size on this thing um it does it automatically hey guys okay um two things one honest just made three doesn't happen often sons are still up three um two the thing with uh we all chose Lion King songs. I would argue that Lion King, well, Lion King's the best soundtrack of any Disney movie, but Tarzan's probably. Uh, Tarzan's good, dude. Tarzan's good. 
pick any Tarzan song. Phil Collins. I'm not a Tarzan guy. Phil Collins bangs out on the drum, drums all right. the Right. Phil Collins had some demons to fight during <laughs> Tarzan. I don't know why we didn't pick any. I, almost I don't remember them, though. I don't remember any of the songs. I remember the slow one. What's the slow one? Um, don't, you'll be in my heart. Yeah, you'll be in my heart. But I could like the opening song in that movie it's is a banger. Two worlds, two, two worlds on one family. Head. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Absolute slapper. Yeah. No, that that was a shame. I put that one on. That's a real shame. All right, staying on the movie train. Boiler room. I did not watch it. Uh, Dylan and Cameron, if you didn't watch it, you lose a point. Tucker, did you watch it? I unfortunately only watched the first around 30 minutes. Uh, Dylan, did you watch it? I was able to finagle it in there today. I, did, I don't I don't have a lot to say because I was just kind of on the background. Looked on a summary. I understand. Um, I all right. I don't I think you watched it. I had to pay four dollars on Google to watch this stupid. Movie. Oh, we'll check the credit card statements. Check, uh, the, check the bank account. Cam, your your movie, your thoughts. So, this is a movie I wanted to watch because it always comes up in my uh, work life. We have uh, some meetings like every day, and you know we like to joke around and everything, and we say like, "You need to watch Boiler Room, learn how to sell." whatever so i figured it was about time i actually watched the movie and it it weirdly relates at the beginning at least the beginning like hours so um it does relate to like what i've learned in my current position and then from there it kind of gets like what you would expect very predictable and like the fbi is zooming in on this fraudulent brokerage and it's it's a wolf of wall street if it happened 15 years earlier is what it basically is um so i didn't hate the movie don't get me wrong i just thought it wasn't as well done as wolf of wall street at all and that's what i have to compare it to because they're literally saying like this this guy is the young jordan belfer but he doesn't actually like become the head of the company or anything so anyway um I thought it was good. It wasn't great. The ending wasn't good at all. I would say it's a 6-8. Dylan? Yeah, a couple of things. One, I thought it was good at the beginning. I was more invested into it until they, like, switched gears and, like, started with the plot of the movie. Like, it was interesting hearing about the way that the... Um, like the guy, the main guy, he was running like some fake kind of casino under, like it wasn't a legal casino, and like that was interesting. <laughs> and then he stopped doing that and decided to to join uh, this like broker firm to to basically it was like a Ponzi scheme, like a was it a, a a dump and flip or whatever you call it, where you pump and dump. Yeah, you bait you bait people into buying a bunch of stock so that then they just so then the brokers sell it off and everybody's up left to be like, Oh my god, I lost all my money. So that's what they were doing. And then and it was interesting, but then like Cam said, it got predictable. Like the police got involved and the guy was like, Oh, I'm a bad guy, but now I want to be a good guy, so like I'll set up my old work and then 
But then I'm going to give my dad involved. Shout out to the dad for being the biggest idiot of all time and saying, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I'm just going to like do illegal things with you. Ruin my career. Um, also, shout out floppy disks. Haven't heard about a floppy disk in ages. They, uh, he used a floppy disk to um, try to get Intel. Like, download stuff from the computer. So, fun fact about floppy disks. I believe Dylan actually did watch the movie. While it was in the background, he explained some details. Chris Paul just went over and back, and they did not call it. Um, he explained some details that, that showed that he probably watched the movie. Um, fun fact about floppy disks is how they caught the BTK killer. So, that's pretty cool. I think the max amount on a floppy disk was 2 megabytes. Think about that. Yep. And the, B- the BTK killer, he was, like, talking to the police, like, you'll never catch me, blah, blah, blah. Like, do floppy disks, are you able to track them? And they were like, no. He was like, okay. And then he sent them floppy disks, which they were able to track from a local <laughs> library. And they caught was there, he there? He was like a good family man. And anyway, we're getting too into the weeds here. Um, what's your score, Dill? Score for the movie. The ending was not so great. I thought, and like you said, you're trying, you're like you're just comparing it to Wolf of Wall Street because that's just what you're gonna do. So, right. um, we try not to stand alone. Six eights, good score. I'll go. Uh, every single time I'm scoring a movie, it's like six, eight, to seven, two. But I'm gonna go right in the middle, seven point zero. Seven. Wow, a hard seven. Um. All right, Tucker, you're up. This should be a layup, by the way, for you, Tucker. You should have an easy. No, pick. I'm not gonna go for it. Ah, uh, you should. I'm not. I'm gonna go with a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I never will. I'm gonna go with American Psycho. I've never seen it. I've been wanting to see oh, it. I'm a Christian Bale fan, Wait. so. What's American Psycho. I'm happy What's with the this. the rule for how long, how long it has to be since you've seen it? I think I've seen it with the last month. Um, I think it's, I think it's by ear. I mean, I think we just kind of play by ear. You said a month. I said I, I probably seen it like three months ago. Ooh. Tucker, your movie, your call. I uh, no, he's good. All right. Okay. No, I remember everything. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Okay, uh, I haven't seen it. I want to see it too, Tuck, so happy with that pick. Kristen Bale's favorite actor, but you haven't seen American Psycho? Uh, yeah, no, haven't seen it. Uh, okay, wait, well... Wait, Tucker, did you watch yeah. The Beach? Uh, yeah, I did. When did I told you, when, when it was, yeah. one of my, was one of my picks, you watched I love that movie. Yeah, I believe so. I feel, like, I feel like me and Dylan were the only ones to talk about it. I didn't watch it. Maybe, yeah. I can't remember. Trey, you should watch this good movie. Christian Bale is in there. Twice, but I won't. Whoa, dude! Yeah. Spoilers. Now I'm not gonna watch it, dude. Okay, beefy episode, hour thirty minutes. Uh, polls are up to date, so I'll put another poll up. And uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.